U2's pop has turned 25 and the Garden Tarts are celebrating all year long. So tune in each week because Jenny and Hillary have found the keys to the time machine. They're heading back to 1997 to find all that nostalgia and the sugar dropping, bubble popping, rock and roll. Are you ready for side B of pop? I'm ready. Your cat's ready. So if this is your first tart talk with us, you do not know that this is just a straight up continuation of side A. And we are already a few Holy Joes in the bag. We are. Yes. And is our drink of this? <laughs> that was a weird claim. It really was. Cheers. Holy Joe. Champagne and ice cream. It's not what I want. It's what I need. Okay. So side B starts with gone. And I mean, it's just one of the greatest joys of this whole insane app project that we have is relearning these songs. And I know that Gone is a fan favorite off pop, but I've never, I just, a lot like we talked about last night on Earth, I just couldn't wrap my, I didn't know what it was. And I guess I didn't look hard enough. And so I was like, what do people fucking see in Gone? Well, I definitely did not give it enough credit. I have arrived. So I, I think, uh, I've just, I've tried, again, I mentioned this at the beginning of the album, but I've kind of tried to read too much into this. And I always kind of tiptoed around it because I don't like the idea of gone, whether that's dead or retired. But I don't yeah. think that's what the song's about. It's not about it's not that kind of gone. It's not that kind of gone. It's like you know, gone are certain days to move on to Mm -hmm. different days. Um, So I feel like it it really is like Pop Bono telling Joshua Tree Bono to just chill and enjoy the position and don't take it too seriously. Yeah. But I also think it's 30-something Bono telling 20-something Bono to let his hair down. It's like a message for us too, like chill on the lyrics again. Like, don't read too much into it and take it more at at face value. Like, I'll be up with the sun is literally, I think, being up with the sun. Like, having a normal life where you wake up in the morning. Right. It's not like there's not anything else to read into that. It is literally, I'll be up with the sun. Like, you did the grind and now you get to sleep and rise like a normal person. Yeah. He did say that. I've written a song now that's a two finger salute to the people who tried to guilt us because we were successful. Right. Like the thing is, we always wanted to be the biggest band in the world. It's it. From what I read it, that's where it started. And it, some other themes popped in, especially when Bill Graham passed away. There's definitely some death in it, but it's not the, what song doesn't have death in right. it? <laughs> it's not the end all be all. No. 
the singer and yeah yeah and I think it's nostalgic because Bill Bill Graham was a big deal to them but well I think that it there are a few the line you change your name well that's okay it's necessary it that is along the same lines as mofo still looking for the face i had before the world was made like you know you gotta change some shit to be who you are yeah and that's okay it's you know this isn't another pop reference but the line you got so much for so little that comes back on songs of experience thinking little things that give you away there's Mm -hmm. a line about getting things like just that it's just the ridiculousness of it um I've got a lot of Gavin stuff about this album and I really when you say like just don't read too much into things I really think he sums it up here that he said it's weird period just kidding I mean he does say that (laughs) but the track conjures up all the things that make you two what they are you can't properly put your finger on it. A oh, like line here, a riff there, a lyric, it just gets you. Mm-hmm. Which I was like, okay, move on. Right. Just take it as the words, you know. Right. That are there. Again, it's not, you know, we, we read way too much into these words. and It's a sh- huge song though it is huge like sonically yeah like i'm they played it's it like an anthem like a stadium yeah. anthem song it works they so they played it 146 times so they played it on pop mart and on elevation i heard it 17 times me too 17 so but it was obviously nine of those not obviously presumably nine of those were on pop mart i think it's pretty obvious and the other eight on Elevation in 2001. I didn't dig to see where my extra play was from, but I'm assuming it was the show I was with you. On Elevation. But I don't, I only think I went to one show without you on Elevation. Yeah. Hmm. But I just love the refrain constantly of like, I'm not coming down. Hmm. Like, don't, don't pull me down with your shit. Right. I'm where I want to be. Right. This is like a huge ass high and I worked my ass off for it. At one point in the, I just have written edge, piano, simple smash. <laughs> same. Why did I write same? What you thought was freedom is just greed. What did I? I don't know. That's a big one too. That's a heavy line. It y'all can't hear this, but there's like an ice storm outside, and I keep thinking like a cat is rattling a glass. Nala was staring at the window just a few minutes yeah but it's just the ice hitting the window it's not pretty out there okay should we move on yeah i i wish we had more it just it is what it is it's a hard rock thing it's a punk thing then a hard rock thing again yeah they did have trouble getting it together but they redid it for whatever the best of did they? Mm-hmm. One of the best of compilations? Like remixed it? Mm-hmm. I'll have to look at that. I don't think I realized it was different. Yeah. We should go through those. We should record those one day. We should. And what the difference is. 
Cool. So okay. the next song is Miami. I don't have a ton to say about it, but it was played 70 times. I've heard it 10. Heard it six with two snippets and a one, which I'm guessing are Florida related. Yeah. So I think it's interesting. I have these little notes where there's crossover to another song. And mm-hmm. I, so the lyric surgery in the air, I say site playboy mansion. This is a common theme. Yes. Um, so Miami sounds to me like gaudy and Miami. Yeah. It's like velvet wallpaper. I think it's, I think it's perfect. Yeah. And I think it's what they were going for with New York and they couldn't do again. Yeah, I get that. Um, So to me, it's 2 a.m. when the bar closes. You hear Miami. Mm -hmm. And then they're like closing time. You don't have to go home, but you can't get there. I remember the first I remember first hearing this song. And for reference, y'all, I came in to YouTube during Oxen Baby. So none of this weird ass shit's new to me. <laughs> right? I obviously love Zeropa, but I lived I made it through Zeropa. I glossed over passengers. Like I'm really ready for what's next, as they say. <laughs> and I remember being like, oh my God, this is the coolest fucking beat ever. I'm so proud of this band. Where the fuck did they get this from? This is not you two. No, it's not. No. But it is. Little did I know they're avant garde, you two. I just I love it. It works. This song is pop. This this is like the portrait of pop. Um I I don't love it. I just and it's only just because I I don't know why. I've never I've just never really gotten into this song. I do have kind of a funny story about it. I was um very shortly after the album came out, I was I was driving from where my brother was in school in Blacksburg to Virginia Tech home, and my giant flip phone, my cousin called me, and he was like, oh, I just got to tell you something. I got two new suits. <laughs> and I'm like... <laughs> Were they pink and blue? And he was like, brown and blue or gray and blue or something like that. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, that's not as, but the blue part was in right, there. Right, there you go. But anyway, it was like really one of the first times I had like played it and like was like trying to drink the song in, you know, and my phone rings and damn it. I got two new suits <laughs> in Miami. Pink no, and blue? in Virginia Beach. <laughs> It just, At Men's Warehouse. It. Um, I actually have a quote from Adam. That's the first quote we've had of him here. He said, "It's basic. We came, we saw, we conquered. It's in the lyric." Right. <laughs> <laughs> Some of the time, <laughs> then he laughs. And like, who is this? I think this is Niall Stokes. He says. Lyrically, Miami exhibits a kind of holiday snapbook gaudiness. Coming on like a handy cam diary, it slips into the themes of consumerism and violence with remarkable ease. Kind of like the end, like, explodes. It does explode. I just, 
the rhythm and movement of it, I just think is so fucking cool. And there's something that this like slimy section where it's like, we could make something beautiful, something that won't be a problem. I can't, I don't even want to know how many women have said that to him, but also like, it's just slimy Miami. It is. It's gross. I don't know. He, it comes off perfectly. The whole band just brings it together perfectly. I mean, and literally, we got the wheels, petrols cheap, only went there for a week, got the sun, got the sand. That's the story. Yep. Print shirt, southern accents, cigars, and big hair. That's Miami. But I think that... You know, get to smoke some cigarettes. <laughs> get to shoot someone in the foot. <laughs> well, I, I hope not. So here's a question I have for Bono over whiskey and cake. And that is, this is, they call it a labor of love for Howie B. That's what Flood said. It's very much Howie's bag. After it had been recorded, he locked himself in a room for three days and he arranged everything. What did it sound like before? It's like blows my mind. Like, obviously, our band is incredibly talented artists and musicians, but these are all group efforts. Oh, yeah. From produce. I mean, I guess obviously what producers do and stuff. But, and people remixing. Just so curious. Uh, yeah. It's very interesting. Yeah. I, and I feel like you don't want to, um, you don't want to know how sausages and albums are made. Yeah. Okay. We moving on? Yeah. My mammy. The Playboy Mansion. The Playboy Mansion. So it was played 53 times, but there only snips. It was never played all the way through. I heard 10 snips. I heard five snips. What was it snipped into? I think it was, I don't know. I have no idea. I remember hearing this song like for the first time and thinking it was lyrically a big mistake because topical references just don't age well. It's just dumb, like perfume mm-hmm. and obsession. Was that still a thing in 1997? Because I remember obsession for men being a big <laughs> deal in like 1989. Yeah, I no idea. No, I, I just I felt like hearing it first. I don't love songs that ha- that are that dated. And clearly... These lyrics did not age well, especially Michael Jackson. Right. And I don't mean that personally, Michael Jackson. It's just making fun of him stopped being funny a long, long time before right. he was gone. You know? Right. Um, but, okay, so the surgery, surgery, the fountain of youth. Bonner says that he actually thinks that, he said, I think surgery with Michael Jackson might have something to do with editing. If you're in a studio and you're control, in control of what you hear, you can up the bass, down the snare. I think Michael Jackson started to do that to himself in some way. Really deep. Interesting. This song, I think, sounds like musically it starts in the middle. Oh, yeah. Okay. I like that. Yeah. I don't like that. I mean, this song, I just feel like it's all... Stupid, the Playboy Mansion and OJ and I don't know. I just 
I mean, I I find it. I like the lyric. The banks are like cathedrals. I guess casinos took their place. I I like that. I like the you know that people sure as heck pray mm-hmm. when they're at a poker table. Well, and it's just so I got a new appreciation of it musically. Trying to listen to it. Someone called called it or called Adam's bit the soft side of soul music. So trying to listen to it musically as opposed to lyrically. Oh, it's two totally different things. Which is where we tend to go. But it's not. It says here, like I've written down here, it's not intended to be smart. It's net was never intended to be smart. Mm -mm. So it's a gospel song. Who said this? Bono Bono said this. It's a gospel song for American white trash, but it ends in a sublime slice of gospel verite a la Al Green, which enabled us to see the grace that is to be found in even the most mundane things, if you look hard enough. And it referenced something about Roy Orbison. He was always way ahead of the pack. And that's a lineage into which the Playboy Mansion I can't, I don't know enough about that, but I love the music. I love the melody. The lyrics did not age. I mean, not the references, not the pop references. I think that, so in my timeline of the album. Yeah. What time is it? It's a little after two. Okay. Um, And it says, it even says it. Um, till the colors come flashing and the lights go on. It's like, yeah, like, let's, yeah, but like, are you hungry? I'm hungry. Let's find a diner. Where's Waffle House? Where's IHOP? Where's Denny's? Like, that's where you are during the song to me. Yeah. Yep. Like, the lights come on and you're like, I'm starving because I didn't want to spend a lot of money and I didn't eat dinner. Um, quickly, it was snipped in the streets. Huh. On Pop Mart. That's weird. Yeah. Curious what part. I'll have to look that up. There are some samples in this one, too. I forget what it is. I think the Holy Joes aren't letting me hold paper. <laughs> I'm really enjoying this drink. I am, too. I'm not drinking it fast enough. I'm but drinking it too quickly. It's making me sleepy. Oh, the turtles. You showed me. By G. Clark and R. McGuinn. If you listen to the Turtles version of You Showed Me, you'll hear a little bit of Playboy Mansion in there. Like at the end, I think the end of Playboy Mansion. That boo-doo, doo-doo. I can't say. Yeah, I and you played that, and it, it sounds like the birds, but that's Roger McGuinn. But the first version I played was the birds. Oh, well, it's still Roger McGuinn. Yeah, and then I played the Turtles. Yeah, interesting. Okay. I'm ready to move on. Me too. Whew. Find that diner. We're getting there. We, we got to get that diner. We need like French fries stat. Yeah. Or like hash browns smothered in whatever. Any, I, don't like, I don't like those hash browns. Any but form of fried potato. Fried something. Yeah. Tater tots. Tater snacks. Maybe like French fries. Yeah. French fries. Whatever. They, they, they would all work for me. A big bucket of mashed potatoes. 
I'd rather something fried. But. Okay, what time is it now in the morning? It's hookup time. Sure is, isn't it? <laughs> it's about 3.30. Well, no. there are no seats at Waffle House, so you just want to come back to my place? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I got a radio. <laughs> and some, do you want to see my radio? <laughs> Yes. Okay. <laughs> yes. I do want to see your radio. I've got some beer. <laughs> Too soon, Jen. Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. You want, you want to come up to my room for some beer? Yes, I do. <laughs> no, not really. Yeah, but okay. So the <laughs> way that Velvet Dress was played 91 times, I heard it 15. I heard it nine. Um, so Bono says that this was intended to be a lounge classic. It is It is the lounge song. It is. It's in. It should be in his lounge it's in act. in the lounge act, which we have not been talking about. No, enough. we haven't been. But yeah. I put lounge act in. But anyway, he says it was supposed to be a lounge classic, and it ended up being airport lounge background noise. Oh, I put Playboy Mansion as lounge song, obviously. I was obviously writing on the wrong song. Yeah. Um. But... What, know, what did he say? Airport what? Lounge backup noise. Oh, I'm really glad he said that. Yeah. Um. <laughs> did, I think this is like the sexiest song and it just flat out. It's not hiding shit. It's just all out there. It's just all hanging out there. I, I just don't. I think I see him it trying to be sexy and it does not work for me. The word I, it does to me. I mean. It's the vocals that go. I think he's trying to be Gavin. I think you're right about that. Um, but I feel like I don't know if if my dude sang me that song, I would take off my velvet dress for that probably. The lyrics and it works for me. It's the part of the delivery. Yeah. I was like, this is not you. No, it's not. It's not. But I. That's my problem with this song. But it's who it's supposed to be is my kind of guy. Okay, fair. <laughs> it's not him, but it that's my kind of guy. Yeah. Um, but anyway, this is the parts where he sings like himself and not his Gavin sexy wannabe. Yeah. I love Gavin should cover Gavin this song. Should should. Hey, There's nothing I love more than Gavin covering you two and making that their songs better. <laughs> If you are Gavin or no Gavin, hint. Will you cover if you wear that velvet dress? I think I would. I would literally melt. I don't mean figuratively. I mean actually, literally melt into the ground. He could do a mashup between this and little black dress. Mm. Little black velvet dress. If you wear that little black velvet dress, mashup. Oh my god! Yeah, I so no, I I don't love this song, but I do find the lyrics incredibly sexy. Yeah, I said I don't buy the sexiness, but I love the non-sexy parts. (laughs) (laughs) But I think I mean about the vocals. Oh no, I totally get that. It's obviously it's not. You're right. It the the it's Bono can't pull that off. He doesn't have that much game. But I (laughs) but. Here's my thing is that I think he does have the game. He just 
shouldn't he doesn't need to he shouldn't try no like <laughs> i i literally have highlighted two lines in these two verses each line he gets a little bit lower <laughs> he goes right. lower than he than his so he ends up kind of into a glass of like, water. And I'm sure his, his chin is like, like his chin. It's like, <laughs> like, you what is it, that game that you play where you you have to like hand somebody? It's like there's like a tennis back. ball under there. Yeah. <laughs> See, that's what I, and it's like, but then when he sings, if you wear that velvet dress, I put all these hearts over the last part where it's, tonight the moon is a mirror ball, light flickers across the hall, who catch the star? when it falls like it's just it's beautiful beautiful and it's gorgeous and like stay in your lane <laughs> <laughs> i do he's like i i don't know i think i think he should he should N- nice try i just had it at the end i just had a moment that like it's a shame we can't do every up like this like th- Right now, this song, I just feel like we just totally fed off each other very well. Yeah. And, like, that doesn't I, come across. We don't have that. I just kind of forgot that we didn't do every up like I this. know. But it just, I just had a moment where it was like, this is great. I feel like real podcasters now. We are. So, <laughs> it's great to be able to get away with it. We can write sexy songs and spiritual songs and songs that are both. This is the place we've made for ourselves for 15 years of making albums. And Adam always thought the song was addressed to him. (laughs) (laughs) But still, and there's stuff musically, there's like an, I don't know if it's a bridge or an interlude. I don't know what the musical term is, but there's like this kind of swinging guitar. Like there's There's the sliding. I don't. It musically it doesn't work for me. It yeah. just doesn't. No, I totally get that. It's it's just and it's fine. It's a little jazzy maybe. Like yeah, I don't mean jazz hands. I just mean like a different genre. And I this was not. I was hoping that I would find more of an appreciation for this one. But mm-hmm. no, I just the lyrics just yeah. get me. You, it it the delivery is not all that, but but the lyrics. Like, if the right person sang you this song. I would like for Bono to re-sing it. Without I would like for him to do it without chin, trying to, without bringing his chin to his chest. Yeah. Okay. Like, let's <laughs> sing it in a different octave or something. Or Maybe if he sang it now, he'd rock it. Because he has more control. He's got a lot more control. Mm-hmm. Especially in the deeper registers yeah. of his voice. He has more control now. Because he could kind of, like, speak that, and mm-hmm. it would. Okay. Well, you live and you learn. You live and you learn. You're right. Okay, so next up is my big guns. Big guns. I mean, like, lots and yeah. lots of comments. The next song is Please. It's been played 167 times. I've heard it 21. I've heard it 16 plus three snips. Since I have that information. Yeah, I don't have the. So I'm not buying this song is entirely about Northern Ireland. And I know every U2 song has layers and who the hell knows what's what. But the start and the finish are another harsh 
lover's quarrel a la with or without you mm-hmm. and all I want is you. The middle is Sunday Billy Sunday reinvented by an older, more refined man. I'm talking about lyrics. Yes, yes. Um, the music, though, is though also more refined, is the same militant anger we get out of Sunday Bloody Sunday. It makes my heart race, and there's rage in this song. It's that it's perfect. It's in my top ten. I I just have noted edges ringing, Larry's militant drumming, Adams keeps it low and together like there's even like the drumstick intro like yeah this is the big i mean it's just, it's this song is absolute perfection and even like and we can get let's get a little more general first but there's there's like these it's such a classic u2 song especially with a live perspective how like it gets bigger and bigger and then it gets kind of smaller right. again it's, it's, and then all of a sudden it explodes it's the, the like ebb and flow of rage which is yeah. what makes you to you too and it's it's like perfect songwriting it absolutely does not belong on this album no. not even close Nothing about this song belongs on the album. And that might be one of, you know, the the troubles that the album had is that this is a huge inconsistency. Yeah. I mean, not that there's a lot of consistency, but this just is. But this is a big standout. Big. I mean, this should not be. It's, this is, I feel very strongly that it's out of place on this album. I mean, this is a YouTube anthem. Yeah. It has no business being on pop. So. I get the beginning and I have back and forth with my, I love it. The conversation thing. So speaker one says you never knew love until you crossed the line of grace. Speaker two says, and you never felt wanted till you, someone slapped your face. That's not really how that reads in real English, but okay. Yeah. Um, That's how he sings it though. Yeah. You um, had someone slap your face is how you would read it. Yeah. Right. Until someone slap your face. Yes. Um, and then speaker one says, so you never felt alive until you almost wasted away. So the way that I hear it is, again, a lover's quarrel that speaker one says, you didn't know our value until you fucked it up. And Speaker B says, you didn't want me until I fucked it up. And speaker one then says, you didn't fight it. You didn't fight for us until we were almost done. Yeah. Yeah. And I never heard that before today. That's huge. I mean, that to me, I, I. Goosebumpy. I'm so goosebumpy. Yeah. Full body chills. But I mean, that's a conversation like, you know, I mean, I think that it goes obviously for lovers but you know with a lot of things like until it's almost gone you don't really pay attention to and then you start to fight for it yeah um but that conversation I mean and and you know it goes back to I didn't break it I mean the rest of it I didn't break it down speaker a and speaker b but I mean you know I found it hard to receive because you my love I could never believe it's just monster argument shit right there. Like that is 
that's just not a fight I would ever want to be in because mm-hmm. it's so real and I don't know how you come how you come back from yeah, something. Yeah, I don't like know that. how you recover from that. Mm-hmm. I just have written who at the end, like who, right? Who is this? It's speaker. It's speaker two talking to speaker well, one. Well, yeah, <laughs> that's what it is. Right. Um, I always just chalk this up as a um, Northern Ireland trouble. Yeah, I mean, I thought I played a Sunny Redo song, but in the black box on my notes. Oh, look at that. Yeah, but but even the middle, the bridge. This is what I wrote down. Classic YouTube moment. Here comes the build up. So love is hard and love is tough, but love is not what you're thinking of, and that can go both ways because if it's your love of God and love of country, right. that's a problem. But if it has to do with a, a friendship relationship, a loving relationship, a commitment relation, like, or let me throw this out there. It could just be a bridge. <laughs> it could just be a, a mechanism to get to the next yeah. verse. But it is an amazing bridge. It's an amazing bridge. But the middle part from your Catholic blues your convent shoes, obviously that's going into Northern Ireland and it, it makes so much sense, just all of it. But I, I love the line, your ser- your sermon on the mount from the boot, boot of, of your, your car. car. Like, that's just... It's a very specific image. Very specific. And and then, again, I think some of Bonner's best hard-hitting lyrics ever are, you know, September streets capsizing, et cetera. Yeah. And freakishly that just was so like Nostradamus of of 9-11 yeah yeah I mean creepy creepy like super super creepy um I just I god I love this song and so so much and just like it's firmly in my top 10 yeah firmly for sure for you wouldn't be in my top 10 but I would easily put it in the top 10 of the best songs they've ever written Mm -hmm. or whatever that top 10 that I'm not committing to is. It is so amazing. And I'm just like, like the word please is crazy. Mm -hmm. It's It's, leading and begging. And and, his singing of it, it, it's not, I mean, it is his pleading. It is, but I mean, obviously it's for, you know, a plea for, peace on earth but that can go for you know peace well and then he's i mean he's also begging whoever it is to get up off their knees yeah which i mean i think mostly that conjures up northern ireland to me because you know it's leave god out of it right like oh go ahead i'm sorry no just like stop dragging your feet kind of thing oh my my interpretation is leave god out of it stop praying oh Leave God out of it. Because it's a religious war. Right. Oh, that's good. I like that. But it could also be like, stop begging. Stop pleading. Yeah. I've always, I've always saw that as leave God out of it. Hmm. Oh, I like that. Because you, whenever he talks about knees, there can sometimes be dual meetings, but it's often has to do at least. I, I, I'm sorry if my chuckle was audible. Yeah, it should have been audible. But. <laughs> It's always in the context of God and praying. It, right. It's not, that's not always the actual meaning. 
sometimes it's sexual. But like, what is the mysteriously mysterious ways line? If you want to kiss the sky, better learn how to kneel on your knees. I don't know. I saw that as God in the sky, right. though it's not necessarily. Well, I mean, no, but it, it's not all those. I mean, specifically in mysterious ways, I feel like that's like if you want to rise above everything, you have to humble yourself first. Yeah. Right. And then there's what's the end of City of Blinding Lights? It has to do with kneeling. Blessings aren't not are not just for the ones who kneel. So that's why I whenever I hear knees, I think. Yeah. Prayer and God. And I mean, I, I don't know. I never saw that like how you just said it before but that's amazing take take god out of it it's not something to pray over just or do it fight over this yeah. is not these are people's lives this is not about god Mm-mm. or god is not your excuse right bono calls it a mad prayer of a tune the actual backing track is the very first take it's just so amazing and, and I also feel like it's one of those songs, you know, like you, whatever you play an album and a song has to grow on you or whatever. This was not one of those. This was like heard it, love it. Yeah. What does Bono call it? A grower, which is interesting. Is that what he calls it? I don't know. And the song has to grow on you. I think, <laughs> I think he calls it a grower. What's wrong with him. Is that my he calls one a grower. <laughs> I might regret his Google search. That's not a. It, it autocorrected Bono to Bone. <laughs> <laughs> oh my lord! That might be the Holy Joe. <laughs> That's the Holy Joe speaking. So this song is just, what he means is it will grow on you. Well, it takes time. I'm crying. Well, for me, I guess please was a shower. <laughs> just straight to it. <laughs> oh, do I need more or less strength? That's the question. So I feel like we just got to the point where <laughs> our rating. <laughs> We have not said anything explicit no. except motherfucker. We've said fuck a lot. I said fuck four times in this one. Just about this song alone. Because you just said, you just exclaimed. I said, you didn't know our value until you fucked it up. Oh, okay. You didn't want me until I fucked it up. You didn't fight for us until we were almost okay. fucked up. Should we move on to the last song? We just didn't have adult content until just then. No. Okay, last song. Played 50 times. I've heard it five. I've heard it. Wait, mine's covered up by. Oh, and this one's all snips. I didn't say snips. But it's a low number. I mean, I heard it five times. Mine's three. I think I saw on. Maybe it's all snips. I think I want to left on YouTube tours. Let me look. Okay. It's Wake Up Dead Man, by the way, if we didn't mention that. So when I click on it, it shows me all the times it's been played. And it's all snips. Oh, well, maybe I've heard five snips. Let's see what song it was snipped into. One. Hmm. Let me confirm that that's where it was at another show, too. Oh, this was an... Oh, 
What? Wait, has it been snipped through the years? Yeah. With Heroes Coming, Lord. Hmm. It's just nice that there was another tour where they honored this album. Yeah. Because Gone was played in 01, too. Okay. Wake Up Dead Man. Okay, so this is my 6 a.m. bit. For sure. It's when you've stayed up past the wee hours of the morning. You're not hungover. You're just flat out still drunk. Mm-hmm. It's kind of the walk of shame. But it's like, and it doesn't necessarily need to be the walk of shame, but like when you have like a flight that's crazy early in the morning and you're like walking down the street of a city and like people are just like opening their stores and you hear their music starting to play and you're still living the night before. Like to me that, and this is the music, it's not necessarily the lyrics. The like, lyrics are... It's the world awakening when you haven't been to bed yet. Oh, I like that. And, and I just say, to me, it's you're stuck in the corner with someone dissecting the meaning of the world. You're so drunk and so tired. See, I feel like it's it's the walk of shame. Okay. Um, And it also has some sort of, like, the sound of it. It's like... It sounds crazy, but it's like Vietnam in the Wild West. Oh. It's like, I feel like it's like Vietnam and like Carl from The Walking Dead. <laughs> it's like he's wearing this big hat, but he's got like, you know, jungle fatigue. I don't even him. know what that sounds like, but if it's this song, <laughs> I'll go with you. <laughs> I hear like, I hear like, it, it sounds like. There's an element of it that's like big classic rock. Okay. But with all kinds of layers on top of it. Underneath it. Layers underneath it. So I just so this goes with this. This was originally written by Edge for Zeropa. It was called The Dead Man. And it had been a big rock song with distinct gothic leanings. So that could be left in it what you're hearing. Hmm. And now it says it's Millennium Psychosis Blues song, neither Protestant nor Catholic. I mean, I feel like that is another term for Vietnam Wild West. With Carl. Carl from The Walking Dead. Um, yeah, I was, agree- I was agreeing with you. <laughs> <laughs> That's how things look in my head. Oh. I have no facts on the song. Clearly, it's about Jesus and... The resurrection, but I, I, to me, it's just that ultimate when you're still in the night before, but everybody else yeah. is waking up. So to me, this goes with, if God will send his angels with, you know, Jesus, I'm waiting here, boss. Maybe your hands aren't free. Like, would God even answer? Right. And this is the line I was looking for in that God's angels was. Jesus, were you just around the corner? Did you think to try and warn her? Were you working on something new? Like, were you busy while something, when you were needed? Mm-hmm. But then, like, there's this whole section, and I just, like, blocked it off with highlighter, with the whole listen, listen to the words, I'll tell you what you do, listen, I love that. I love, I love it, it, love it, love it. And it's like, 
when all else fails, just center on what you know. When the world confuses you, when you wonder where Jesus is, when you wonder where God is, when you wonder where your faith is. When the world is running down, you make the best, best of what's, what's around. Yeah. Hashtag sting. I don't know. That's just very Bono. Listen to the words. I'll tell you what to do. It, it is. You know, there. this song is. God, I, it's got to be the most one of U2's most overlooked. Yeah, songs. But like in terms of lyrical structure, your father, he made the world in seven. He's in charge of heaven. Will you put in a word for me? I mean, that and is there an order to all of this disorder? Is it like a tape recorder? Can we rewind it just once more? Those are extraordinary lyrics. Yeah, extraordinary. Right. And I mean, if you look at Wake Up Dead Man and then you look at Playboy Mansion, I mean, this is like. It's like you can give Playboy Mansion a pass when there's shit like this. Right. It's not exactly like I fall down. Right. 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 It just didn't stand the test of time. No. But it's. Heavy. I love it. I always, we always say, you know, they always end in a prayer, whether it's both albums and tours, shows, they always end in a prayer, but I love that the prayer rarely has an answer. I mean, there aren't, there are no answers, but like, and this isn't even, this is just angry. It's just angry. Bono does say people want to believe, but they're angry. If God is not dead, there's some questions you want to ask him. Wake up, dead man. Does not attempt to offer any answers. So I haven't done this, I feel like, maybe in a little while, but... In a little while. It's been a while. Um, It's been a little while since actually you two songs. I know it, but you say that, and I feel like I I have to give a shout out to the Scots. Yeah. Fair. Yeah. We won't um, mention the band. No, we won't. So think about going from the Wanderer into discotheque. Yeah. And going from Wake Up Dead Man in a beautiful day. I feel like that is such. It's tomorrow. Yeah. You know, it's you've gone to sleep. You've gone to sleep. You've sobered up. You're gonna start the day again, but this time at like 9 a.m. Yeah. Instead of 10 p.m. Right. You've taken some leave, <laughs> drank a bunch of water, the Lots sun is shining. Water, had some protein and carbs. Don't let it get away. Mm-mm. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. I mean, that to me just, I just love that. I love thinking about if you just played album after album, what it sounds like. And I feel like it, it's such. Literally night and day. Literally. From I mean, and it's still day Cole and Porter. day, but it's night and, and not day. Not Cole Porter. No. From actually, it is a little bit of Cole Porter. Okay. Um, from going from Wake Up Dead Man to it's that's just you can't if you love a band as a whole, you yeah. can't ask for better. A better segue than that. No, I love that. Yeah, I mean, a lot, that you put that together. A lot of, you know, a lot of their albums go like that. Like, I don't know, 
you can't it's entertaining one way or another like right all i want is you to zoo station what the hell like what but the fuck but it is it is that's like you've died of heartbreak and someone just did like an aed yeah (laughs) exactly it's a career yeah it's like where you go with the career but i just i always love thinking about that the last the the last song to the first song to the last song to the what ever since you had that realization of mlk in the streets Oh my God! That's like been the catalyst. I, mean, I didn't think before then, but I, I don't know. I had a playlist or something, and it played into it, and I, it blew my mind. Like it's an extension. Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously. I wonder. Ask Bono that of whiskey and cake. Yeah. Did you ever notice whiskey this? and cake? Yeah. Does that over ever champagne and ice cream? We'll ask him over champagne and ice cream and cake with whiskey. A, yeah. a whiskey chaser. Okay. And a cake chaser. <laughs> <laughs> Ice cream chaser. Whatever. It's all good. But, I mean, is that some... I wonder if that's something he's ever thought about. I mean... Right. I never thought about or it. Or are we, like, pulling it out of our ass? Right. And it's I don't know. But, but there's nothing that blends more seamlessly than MLK into streets. But, but I mean... I think that's where it was supposed to go. Uh-huh. I mean, I feel like that's what Unforgettable Fire was to Joshua Tree. Mm-hmm. And, you know, especially, like, Rattle and Hum into Octung Baby, that transition needed to be, like, very defined. Yeah. And I feel like, Wake up dead man into beautiful day is also also how can you go from like <laughs> the irony <laughs> is that you're going from the album pop into a pop song. <laughs> a classic pop song. The pop song <laughs> of all pop songs is <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So I don't know. Oh my I, god. I um but I just I just find it. Oh, this was great. Like I and, and again I said it before, but I was I've been waiting. And I know what's gonna happen, but I've been waiting for something for just the album to kind of be cohesive to me. And it wasn't until today. I mean there are bumps in the road, obviously, but you right, can see right. how Yeah. You know, having you know a path at least from song to song. You got me so excited because I was actually at work before we did this, and you just texted. Eureka! Pop, I got it. Check. Yeah. Math. And these are three different texts. Pop. Check. Number two. Massive revelation that I could not wait to share. Text number three. Massive. <laughs> <laughs> I. Seriously, so I mean, again, it's one of my things that like everything has to be right, and then it will come together. Yeah. I, I mean, I've been working on this and writing notes and reading, and it's just like nothing was happening, and then all of a sudden I got this. How the you know it's a it's one night in the nineties, or you know. 
the 70s or the 80s, but, but not my life now. Right. I love that. It starts at 10 p.m. Mm-hmm. Starts at 10 p.m. Code for, can you put me on the list? Which many years <laughs> later, I found out that everybody knew my code. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to be polite. Excuse me. <laughs> and apparently everybody. They knew. all knew that that meant. I'll be there. Put me on the list. Hey. What time you guys go on tonight? 10 next night. What time you guys go on tonight? <laughs> 10. It's always 10. <laughs> we'll always put you on the list. <laughs> no, don't always put me on the list. I'm going to call. I'm going to let you know when I'll be there. Right. But um, just always put me on the list. Oh my if you if you're you too, or you know you too, that goes for you guys too. Put, put us on the list. list. You guys get a list. What's it? I mean, what's it hurt if we're on the list and don't show? Right. But there's nothing better, even if it's a stupid cover band, than being on the list. Like in the '90s, at least. Nothing. Nothing better. And if you got a plus one, and your plus one wasn't somebody who was friends with the band <laughs> i mean how hot was your shit that was the hottest shit around <laughs> steaming <laughs> no, then sometimes it was no plus one but i would like you too you don't have to give me a plus one just put me and jenny yeah we just and amanda both, we just all need to be on the list on the list we don't need plus ones individually no we just, just need or three. garden tarts we'll get some ids made Look at government issue IDs. Fuck yeah. We got business cards. I mean, that should count for something. Should we get, do we have to get new business cards? I feel like we should get new, because of the two that we've handed out. <laughs> handed out a few. I handed out two. I, hand, I gave one to my cousin. You gave a bunch to the Apple store. And a bunch it? to the Apple store. They weren't that expensive. No. But we have a new logo. We do have a new logo. And more people like us. Hit us up if you want a business card. We'll mail it to you. <laughs> Unless you're international, that shit's annoying. You could send us a postage page envelope. Good. Yeah. Self-addressed stance envelope. We'll send you a business card. Yep. Old and new. Sure. We also have old holiday cards. We can send you that. We can send all kinds of shit that's outdated now. We we'll send you a selfie and um, a sticker. No, we won't send you a sticker. No stickers. I mean, right it now. might be a sticker of something that's not us. Oh wait, we have some those little gray garden tart stickers. We could do that. There's a shit ton of those. Yeah. yeah. We could do that, or, or we'll just send you like, you know, whatever we want. A sticker from the dollar store. <gasps> send us a self-addressed stamp envelope, and we will send you prizes. Fun stuff. We might need a PO box. <laughs> I'm gonna give it on my address. Are you? <laughs> I gave one that person my address once, and it scared the shit out of me. So I'm not gonna do that again. No, I feel like we're. I feel like we just got to the point where we're a commercial in the <laughs> '80s. Oh, <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, y'all. Do I need one more holy show? Holy Joe. I might have doubled you. I think you did. Is that your third? I've been, no, but I've been... You've been putting champagne in there. Yeah. I've been regularly pouring. Yeah. It's just the same sherbet. I love the, the sherbet with the champagne. It's like a little slushy in there. 
It's really good. Really good. We'll share the recipe. Thank you for joining us. I feel like this is one of our, it's a tart talk. <laughs> that was really profound. <laughs> this is one of our, it's a tart talk. This was a really a musical journey. It is. Our next tart talk will be all that you can't leave behind. No. We'll have one, something before then. I'm sure we'll have something before then. But our next album chart talk will be. And that's not going to be, we're going to just tell you right off the bat. It won't be until 2023 because it's not pop. And it's all pop all year. Yeah. So, suckas. What are we going to do? I think we've had this conversation before, but when there's a new album out, I guess we should, we talked about it. We're going to do an unboxing and then wait for it to come in. It's an unlistening and yeah. Quote, cause we won't have a box. I mean, it'll be in a box. Yeah. No, it won't. Well, we want the hard copy. We but won't want the hard copy, but we'll first have it in iTunes. We'll, we'll have it in. That's true. Unless someone gets it early and sends it to us in MP3 form. Or, yeah, you can do that. Or, you know, if you're in charge of media, physical media, you could send that ahead of us. Yeah, we'll give you our real addresses. Yeah. Or if you are you two or know you two and you'd like some feedback. On some we can work pre-listen and we, we'll be honest with you. And we won't share it. No, we will not share it. Except with Amanda. Well, I mean, I but think... she's a garden turd. I feel like that's a given. Right. Like, my brothers just came up with this great idea to go on a road trip, the three of us, to... Three of us, meaning me and my brothers, to Cleveland to go to the Rock Hall, which is... I'm in Cleveland right now. I went to the Rock Hall yesterday. So, great idea, but... <laughs> I'm like, you realize that the road trip will just be the three of us, but the the actual trip will be the five of us because my two cohorts are. Yeah. You just finished that champagne. We did. It's okay. It is okay. It's great. It was mostly mixed with ginger ale. Yeah. Mine wasn't. Mine was. That's what I find. <laughs> Ten classic ginger ale cocktails. <laughs> oh, her. A couple cooks. Oh, S I R I. Why? Stay out of our business. I bend my elbow and it hits the thing. <laughs> my elbow, my wrist. <laughs> We're still recording. I know. I wonder at which point we cut this stuff out. I don't think we should because no. our listeners should know the real us. I had something to say. It looks like egg yolk in my glass. Yeah. Like, it makes me want to puke. Just drink it. It's delicious. I am. That's why I was like, the picture isn't very flattering because it looks like someone vomited in <laughs> Oh, man. Sherbert almost came out of my nose. <laughs> but it sure the fuck tastes good. <laughs> okay, kids. I think it's time we wrap it up. I think it is time. It's okay that this one went off the rails. It's still shorter than the side A. Yeah. Well, until next time. Boom cha. Boom cha.
For reals. Yeah, like for real boom chas. We didn't even talk about boom chas, really, when we talked about discotech. I did a little bit. You you did say boom cha because what was the line? But tonight, boom cha. I wonder if boom cha was like the origin of boom cha. If it was like the music, like Bono was saying, like, and then the music should be like boom cha, and yeah. it turned into a lyric, like, or like if he was drunk. <laughs> You were just so definitive on that. Mm-hmm. But, like, it could have easily been, like, um, holding space, like filler. Right. But I think... And better than it just worked. I suspect Boom Cha is onomatopoeia. Mm-hmm. It's, it's words that sound like the actual... Uh, I feel like... Yeah. That's what... I feel like Bono was like, it needs something else. It needs, like, a Boom Cha. And then... Yeah. He just said it, and it stuck. Well, it's... It's perfect, and it's it it become our our lifeblood. So, our anthem. Yeah, we really want to hear that. So, as you are tweeting and posting and sharing about these apps, remember to hashtag you two G Tarts want Boomcha. And thank you for listening. You you have no idea how much it means to us. Yep, both of you. Thank you for making it to the end. <laughs> Did you say both of you? Yeah. <laughs> I'm assuming there are two of them. It's two, and you're in Indonesia and um, Odessa. Sure. This week. <laughs> okay, y'all. Good night. Good night. <laughs> Hey there listeners, Jenny here from The Garden Tarts, and if you are a major YouTube fan, which I am assuming you are if you are listening to this, then you are also aware of Bono's work with the organizations Red and One. It is absolutely imperative that we give them all the support we can right now, especially right now, as they are not only dealing with the AIDS epidemic that they have been fighting for years, but now the COVID-19 pandemic as well. So check out one.org and red.org and see how you can help.